Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by... Sponsored in honor of my brother's birthday, Ted Zayn Shvat. It should be his best year ever. Bless materials for spiritual blessings for Shimon Ben Rezel, for Rafua, for Rezel Bar Chadas, and for Shiduch for Yosef Yehuda Bas Rezel. Also, and success of Elisheva Banavaka, the Elisheva, Shef Elisheva, Emel Shem, and Makabatova Basha, and Mizrat Hashem also in the Rafushalim Sian Benema, and all those who need it from COVID or any form of God forbid sickness, Mashem, give everybody Rafua. Things are going to get better, you'll see. Things are going to get better. Mizrat Hashem. <clears throat> all right, today's class we're going to take, and obviously tonight's class is. Uh, class in Lincoln Road on Tomer Devorah, strongly recommended. This is uh, great for marriage, this is great for business, this is great for life, period. If you're a Tomer Devorah Jew, your life is completely different. You're basically imitating your creator, and if you're imitating your creator, I guarantee you, you're going to have a lot of energy and a smile on your face. When we go away from our creator, we become drained, exhausted, resentful, and extremely, extremely victim. So you can decide what area of life you want to live, the Tomer Devor way, which is difficult at first, because you have to do a lot of surrendering and a lot of letting go. But what you get out of it is a whole different life. Or the other way, which is very comfortable. You know what it feels like, but it's miserable. And that's holding all that resentment. You cannot be married. You cannot have real relationships if you don't have this mindset. You could see already divorces and, and the amount of, you know, the odds are against us. People's odds are against us. Divorces are 60%, second marriage, 70% divorce. I mean, you have like a, you have a better chance of divorcing than staying married. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And as society becomes more stressful, as society becomes more, the more stress we have, the more we reflect on others, the more we project. And we don't cut that pattern. Unfortunately, we become a statistic. And this is why we need the Torah in our lives. To breathe, to think differently, to not be like everybody else. And this is exactly what Hashem said. Hashem says, I gave you the Torah, I gave you the Yetzirah, and you have no shot of surviving, but I gave you something to help you, which is the Torah. The Torah will help you. If you have Torah in your life, you have, you have a chance against Yetzirah. If you don't have it, you have no, no shot. Yetzirah is constantly greater than you. And so Hashem literally, this week, Parsha this week tells us, God, I, I'm the one who took you out of Egypt from the house of slavery. I have the keys to your freedom. Creator has, I'm, you're forced to have a relationship with your Creator. <laughs> Period. If you don't have a relationship with your Creator, you're going to have a, rela- a relationship with resentment. You're going to have a relationship with your ego. Period. And this is why it's a favor to us. We have to recognize that. And I know it's hard making that transition. I know people are, I know people are struggling making that transition. And, and, you know, getting the birth of knowledge. And it's normal to have that, to have, to have these growing pains. But after that, you, you'll see a tremendous amount of growth, period. So today we're going to take a beautiful concept, Lesson 101. Um, and also going to look, take a book, Legacy in the Torah. And he says something very beautiful, just that we're talking about um, what are the prerequisites for a person getting, keeping Torah. And the Torah tells us clearly that a person has to exert himself in Torah, and kill himself over it. And the word, kill himself, is the word atma. Atma means his essence. And Rav Nachman tells us very simple. You know, we, we're thinking, of why should I kill myself for the Torah? What is it going to do for me? Basically, let me explain to you the following. Either you kill yourself to learn Torah, 
or you're going to kill yourself dealing with all kinds of habits and addictions, etc. That means you have an option in life. To the extent that I work on myself spiritually, the yoke of the 70 nations. The yoke of the 70 nations today represents all the negative desires in the 70 nations. Each, each nation has its own desire that we can become, God forbid, subject. This is what the Torah speaks about, the 70 nations. The 70 nations refers to pretty much the addictions for money, sex, food, all of these. Every country has its a different addiction. Every country is known for something else. And each nation has a specific desire. Nachman's telling us here that you have an option. You're going to need to fall into these desires or you can fall into, the more spiritual you are, you will get rid of this desire. So they go hand in hand. To the extent that I work on myself spiritually, one gets removed from me. Now what, what's the difference? You're free. Pretty much freedom. You have freedom in your life. But you are going to kill yourself over something. So the option or today where I just want to, you know, I want to take the middle road. That doesn't really work today. And you can see people, there's no middle road today. It's either you're struggling with this or you're struggling with that. So you can choose, you can choose, where do you want to grind? I'd rather grind spiritually and scream out to my creator and then he takes away my other situations in my life. But if I don't do that, the other situations come up in my life. It's a very, very important message. <clears throat> and this is why the Torah is not retained unless somebody who kills himself for it. This alludes to this, his essence corresponding to his evil traits and his evil desires. And the source of all, it's funny how the word essence, right? It's atmo, right? Atzmiut is my essence. Atmo is to kill a person to kill himself over it, right? Atmo is himself. And the word atzmotav is my bones. So you can see it affects my bones, my body. These three have the same, pretty much the same, the same essence and the same letters. And this is where, before we get to the class, just what Rav Nachman saying, that each of us, each of us have this countenance in our face. We have this concept of the 70 nations in our face, right? Each of us has a darkened face and a lightened face, right? The concept between a darkened face and a lightened face is pretty much addictions make a person dark. Make your face dark. Make your face a person makes, a person has darkness. To the extent that you remove yourself from that, you end up getting light. You understand? You end up getting light, etc. So this is a very, very, very important concept. That to the extent where a person starts getting dark in his face, either he's darkened or he has light in his face. And that's very, very connected to this concept. Okay? This is why he's saying here that it's, he refers it to your face. For there are three intellects. And you can see very simple. When a person has, the first thing you see when a person becomes more spiritual, the number one thing that changes is his face. He has more light on his face. He has wisdom on his face. He has a glow on his face. He has a higher consciousness. But when we're too stuck on this lower vibrations, our face is like, a, we have a darkened face, that, a, a face of dependency. You know, come to my rehab, come to my detox. You look at some of the faces that you see there. There's no light there. There's darkness from addictions. There's darkness from habits. It's a darkened face of sadness of never being satisfied, never getting enough in life, nothing is good enough. It's the hungry bell, it's the, it's the Buddha. It's the, um, Gabriel Matthew says, the hungry ghost, or the hungry Buddha. You know, big belly, small neck, it's never satisfied. This is how we live, God forbid. So Rav Nachman tells us that to the extent that you work on your spirituality, the physicality, the need, the servitude will go away from you. 
And this is why the yoke, we speak about the constant yoke, the concept of a yoke, right? Gemara says, whoever takes the yoke of spirituality, yoke of Torah, he'll have the, the yoke of servitude removed from him. And when he removes himself, but if he doesn't take the yoke of servitude, the Torah, he has the yoke of servitude that he has. So we have to ask ourselves, what, what are we willing to pay for? What is the price that I'm willing to pay for this? And what the reward is. Torah, you have different relationships, you're much happier, you're much calmer. You have emunah, emunah has happiness. Or, ah, the man just the Torah, I don't have time. So you're going to deal with the whole, you're going to deal with the yoke of, of servitude. You're going to have to deal with all the headaches in the world, etc. So your option, just like the guy, he has an option to go to the gym and work out and deal with the yoke of maybe some pain, some getting up, not feeling it, but all of a sudden he feels much better. He doesn't have to deal with the yoke of diabetes and, and all kinds of other things with the bad diet. So you pretty much have to pay the price. And you have to decide which price do you want to pay. Period. That's pretty much what life is about. Getting enough leverage to decide this is fun for me versus this is uh, grueling and, and tiring for me. You know, you tell people, to, oh, not for me. Because their mind is, their mind is, what is this done for me? I'd rather, I'm so much excited with this stuff. But this stuff, at the end of the day, you recognize, how, how could you be so, so excited if you, if you constantly need it? And this is where we have to really, really work on it. It's a beautiful message, the clarity that Rab Nachman gives us. Because he gives it to you black and white. This is, here you go, here's the plate, what do you want? <laughs> Choose this, this goes away. Choose that, this goes away. Pretty much, it's pretty much. The more you let go, the, the lighter you are, the more you hold on to, the more resentful you are and unhappier. So this is why the concept of killing yourself, it's yes, you have to, you have to put tremendous, it's not going to stay with you unless you put tremendous amount of effort. And believe me, if I'm telling you, the struggle is real. If you're learning and you're trying to take the, the amount just to get concentrating and, and wake up early and get your head around this, it's, yes, it's a tremendous struggle. But I see my, my own life that when I put the struggle here, the struggle of business goes away from me. That struggle becomes much easier. Things has happened. There's a great story. I think Rabbi Manser told this story. That there was a guy who had a set, he was a very, very successful CEO, but he said, you know what? The hell with everything. From 9 to 12, I'm learning Torah. I'm shutting my phone off. So you know what happened? He decided to learn from 9 to All of a sudden, he picks up his phone after the 12 o'clock. He gets like 100 messages. This problem, that problem, that problem, that problem. At 9 o'clock, all these problems. At 11 o'clock, don't worry about it, we took care of it. At 11.30, we took care of it. At 11.12, we took care of it. It just, it, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I look at business today, especially in Miami, I'm like a big, big babysitter. Like you have to babysit everybody. Everything's like a babysitter. It's a babysitting project. I figured I'm a big babysitter. It's everything pushing, pushing, pushing. But with, with heaven's help, when he sees you're putting effort in one area, he removes a different effort in your life in another area. So it's not like, you know, you, 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 oh, when you're waking up at five o'clock, you're crazy, you could be sick. I know better. I'd rather deal with my headaches at waking up at five o'clock than dealing with the headache at three o'clock in the afternoon that could have gone away. And we know when phone call could make it easier or not. I mean, we all know that. We're all in business, so we, we all know that. So this is the, the option that you, at least if you do choose the better option, you could build your consciousness, you could have more fulfilling, you could be smarter, more conscious, etc. The other way... All you do is just get a lot of cortisol and a lot of running and chasing. So there's, there's definitely a lot, but you do have to kill yourself. The amount of effort 
that you need to put into spirituality is tremendous. And the work is very hard. It's not easy work. It's not easy work. This is why the world cannot handle. I said in my class in my rehab yesterday, and I was there with 110 people there. Half of them pay attention, half of them not. I said, I could put a 500-pound gorilla in the, in the room, and half of you will not even notice it's here. Sitting in the room, because they're so disassociated. They don't want to feel. They don't want to hear. You understand? A lot of people don't want to hear at the time. They just don't want to hear. They don't want to be left alone. You could literally put a 500-pound gorilla, and the, the zero in the room. I don't know. But you could see the amount of time we spend running away from, from feeling. It, it's just, it's, I don't know where this came from. Today, it's, oh, I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel, at any expense not to feel, give me something so I can completely uh, not feel. And this is, this is opposite. This is the opposite way uh, we have to handle this. So this is what Rav Nachman says. Now, now to get to this, where, where it's beautiful, where he says here in, in Parshish Yitro, this book is from uh, Legacy in the Torah. And he says, very beautiful. And he says, the Jewish people traveled from Rafadim. They traveled at the desert of Sinai and they camped in the desert. Israel encamped the opposite of, of their mountain. So he's telling us here that these three things represent three different things that are required for a person to, stay, to keep Torah. There are three things that a person needs to have Torah. And he gives this analogy by giving us this example of this thing, which is beautiful. And he says the first thing, what is, what is this concept? Rav Chaim ben Atar, the Or Chaim HaKadosh, explains that Learning Torah, what happens is, is when they got to Rifadim, Rifadim represents a concept of, they didn't, of the word Rifyon Yadaim Batorah. They had a loose grip on the Torah. They weren't so serious about it. They were very casual. We know again, the way, our, we, the way we treat our spirituality is exactly the way our Creator treats. As if you're loose with the Torah, you serve me casually, then I'm going to look at you casually also. But if you serve me with determination, then I will serve you with determination. I will, I will oversee you. And this is what he's saying here. Learning Torah with all one's strength and energy, not in a lazy way. The first attribute, like Rabbi Nachman tells us in lesson one, right off the bat. Get the laziness out of you. Get the laziness out of you. He says, do not serve me with laziness. Everything with Rabbi Nachman is fire. If you talk, take Rabbi Nachman 101, fire. You better go all in. That's his intensity. And if you're not going all in, let's diagnose the problem while you're not going all in. Whether it's because of Pigama Briz or because of this taka. He's telling you, you better go all in. This is the only option for you to go because we want to get you to the, to the highest light. But then he'll tell you, okay, you know, he's like the parent that has tremendous warmth but high expectations. And he said, why are you not all in? Now let's diagnose why you're not all in. And then he works backwards. Then you have to work on nullifying and working on areas that are not allowing you to go all in. So he's saying here, the number one trait in order for you to let Torah stays with you is you have to have tremendous, put your strength and your energy. And just like anything in life, wherever your focus goes, energy flows. The reason why it's so important to put your energy in the Torah and your energy when you do things spiritually, number one reason is, is because when you're doing something with emunah and you're doing this with zealousness, this is the greatest way to take the divine presence out of, the, out of exile. The divine presence today is in, is in exile, and the reason why it's in exile is because of sadness and depression today. It's because we, we, it's, it, the sadness and depression is the exile today. And, and what is the Beit HaMikdash being destroyed practically today? It refers to your lack of perspective. 
your lack of seeing the world, your lack of seeing everything as good, your lack of seeing mercy, you're always seeing things as bad and negative. And this, this is this is the Veda This is what you're crying for. When we wake up for Hatzot, when we wake up at night, and we sit there and, and, and what do you think you're waking up to? You're waking up to, to get clarity. Waking up at Hatzot is not a, is waking up is 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 practically I'm building my my mindset. I'm ba- building my, ba- my my own my own my own consciousness. I'm a, I'm becoming aware of what's happening in my life. This is why you. Because remember, what's putting me in sleeping? It's sleep. So this is why waking up early is such a beneficial spiritually. I can't tell you, I can't tell you how important waking up in the morning does to you spiritually. I, I just there's no price to tell you how, because you're fighting what the world is wanting to do is sleep. Sleep means today, tomorrow I can predict exactly how the day is going to be. Tomorrow I can predict the day. I want to go to sleep. I don't want to deal with this stuff. This is what the world is dealing. I don't want to deal with this stuff. I'm not, I don't want to deal with it. This is a lack of emuna. This causes laziness. And that is not going to be acquired for getting to Torah. You have to have tremendous amount of strength. And you have to fight the fatigue. Like I always say before. Fight the fatigue. I say this all the time. You have fatigue? Fight it. The more you fight the fatigue, this is why it's very important we, when, we, when, we, when we go through a very tough challenge and you're able to overcome that challenge, all of a sudden you could take that same formula and say, yeah, I did it before, I can do it again. It's very, very important to struggle and win because when you struggle and win, you could say, I did it before, I could do it again. But when you struggle and give up, the next time something's going to come up, what are you going to say? I can't. And what does that can't mean? I'm covering up from, for all these feelings. So it's very, very important learning Torah. Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 1 that when you learn Torah B'Koach, he lets you understand the hints of the world. He lets you see the, you know, Lahabdil. We want to go backstage on a... You want to go backstage sometimes when you go to a concert? You get to go backstage. And you see what, how the, the things, why things happen in this world. You get an extra level of das that you see a bigger picture and you see the falseness and the stupidity that you, other people are not are buying into. You see completely different. So that's the advantages of learning Torah B'Koch. It gives you a level of chokhmah. You can see beyond the, the stupidity of the world of chaos, etc. So that's the number one. And he says this is why they had to go through Rifaim. Because the Rifaim, they, they, the Rifaim, they had to lose, they were lazy. And that, they were not going to pass the Torah if a person is lazy. This Torah does not stay with one. The Torah constantly tells us you have to wake up like a lion. And remember, I said this many times, why do I not want to wake up like a lion? Ask yourself, what's coming up? Why do, not want, why do I not want to wake up in the morning? Ask yourself. It's very, very important. It's the greatest exercise in the world to do. Anytime you have, I did it, I've been doing this letting go exercise pretty much with everything. And it's tremendous, tremendous awareness. And you see everything come up. Everything comes up. Oh, why? The, the, the half an hour workout could be, should be an hour. Why do I want to give up in a half an hour? I'm going to be tired. Is it true you're going to be tired? No. Take some peppermint. Get a, drink some water. Take a break for a minute or two. And you get a second, run, a second boost of energy. There you go. Here's another half hour. You just, you, that, that workout could have been 30 minutes or could have been an hour. All you had to do is surrender 
the 30 minutes, what happens in your 30 minutes when you're exhausted, surrender that negative energy and let it go. And you'll see you'll get a second wind in life. Same thing with anything in life. You have to be able to surrender. I don't want to do this. Why don't you want to do this? Let the stuff come up and surrender it. And this is especially in the morning. What's the difference if I wake up in the morning? It's going to be the same day. I might as well sleep later. I'm going to feel alone. All of these things have to come up. What am I going to do the rest of the day? I'm going to be bored. Let it... You're going to be... Are you guaranteed? Have you predicted the day? Are you Hashem that you know exactly what's going to happen? Do you not believe you can have new opportunities every day? Surrender all the junk that you've been programming every single time you want to do something. Take the situation and start surrendering it. Surrendering. And it is one of the greatest tools that you can have. Greatest tools. It's one of the greatest tools because you're stopping the Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara's job, the evil inclination, the ego... Autopilot, just go on autopilot. And this is where I think Mel Robbins became so successful with the five-second rule. Because she interrupted the pattern. You understand? She knows that when she came up with the five-second rule, I'm thinking, why this woman, seven, eight million copies, nine million copies? She just came up with a new thing where she high-fives the mirror. Every time you see a mirror, high-five. Like she high-fives. Who knows this, these, these little things? But... You could see when people look in the mirror, they, they, start, uh, they start doing shechita on themselves. They start butchering themselves. I'm fat, I'm not this, I'm not. Look at the way I look. Apparently, this is a problem. So you have to undo it by high-fiving yourself. High-fiving. It's like an azamra high-five. It works. The bottom line is why it works. is because you have to break a pattern. You have to break this pattern that we're constantly going. This is why this, when you ask a question, what, what needs to be surrendered for this workout to be from 30 minutes to 60 minutes, feeling of tiredness, feeling of lack of strength, all of this is not true. It's not reality. It's just in your head. And this is why they tested, they had a great book called How Bad, How Bad Do You Want It? And they tested Olympic athletes. And they realized that when they say, when they, say they were tired, their muscles were still working. It's not that the muscles were fatigued. The mind was fatigued. And this is something that we can hack into. We can hack our minds. Pretty much we can hack our minds. The Yetzirah hacks your mind. You can hack it back <laughs> by being conscious and taking control and, and letting things come up, being, having that mindful awareness of what's coming up every single time. So this is the same thing. I don't want to learn. I'm tired. Why are you tired? Oh, it's not going to work. I'm not going to get anything. Uh, or sometimes we don't, we, we, every time we're watching the stupid scoreboard every time we do something. So we get exhausted every time we do something. Well, what if I learn? What am I going to get out of it? Get rid of the scoreboard watching. Surrender everything. Let it come up and just surrender everything. That's the most important thing. And then you'll see when you interrupt the pattern, you'll be so, you have so much koach because you can say, I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave to, to my habits. I can break a pattern. You know what it does for you when you could take a workout from 30 minutes to 60 minutes just because you changed a pattern of your thinking and you hacked your brain and all of a sudden you have new energy? You know what that does for you? It, it, you can say, wow, I can do this for anything. I could do this for learning. I could do this for this. I could do this for that. So that's what's very, very important. Hack your brain. You can hack your brain anytime. There's many, many studies on this, much, a lot of science on this. But for us, what we want to do is not why, we, why, not why we can't do it. We don't want to ask why we can't do it, but we want, really want to ask, what's causing me not to do it? Not the why, but the What? What's causing me not to want to do it? And then here, see the questions that come up. What's coming up? Not why not, why? 
What's coming up? What's coming up in my head? I don't want to go on this date. What's, co- what's coming up? Fear of I'm not going to like him. Fear of he's not going to have enough money. Whatever it is. All of this junk comes up. And that is awareness. Just let it come up. Don't judge it. It's very important. When things come up, part of being conscious is non-judgment to the things that come up. Don't be upset by it. Just let it come up. Let it come up. Because this is the little voice that keeps on saying, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Etc. So it's very, very important. I can't tell you how much this has helped me. I've, you know, I, I read Letting Go, the audio book, and I, I miss, somehow I missed that part. And really, this is really, really, it's, got, it's given me a second boost on anything that I'm dealing with. So that's the first thing. Killing yourself, killing yourself, putting that extra effort, especially when we're tired. And if the Torah is telling you killing yourself, that means you're going to be tired. So you're going to have to have, find a way to get a second wind and things. You know how many times you need a second wind in his bodidut? How many times when we're praying we need that second wind? You start there, all of a sudden, okay, no. Wait a minute or two. What's coming up? Why why, why Why am I tired? Okay, I'm holding on to this. Let it go. And then you'll see, you'll get, that, you'll get that second wind. That's all that life is about, getting that second wind. People get knocked out on the first wind. You need, to get, you need to get to the second wind. And the second wind is greater than the first wind. When you get that second wind, it's, it's amazing. So that's the first one. Is, is the, the first attribute is learning Torah with, with all koach. The second attribute he refers to the Torah only, the guy comes up, the, the second one refers to the Torah being humble. The Torah only lasts in somebody who belittles himself and makes himself like the desert. So first, they pass over a fadim. Second is the desert, right? Because you need a lot of humility to learn Torah, right? Because the more humble you are, the more open you are to receive, and the more you're less likely, you, you recognize the struggle. The third condition is Israel encamped opposite the mountain. You need a lot of unity in order to have Torah. You need unity. You can't do it for arrogance like we spoke about yesterday. So number one, tremendous strength and attitude. Second, humility. And the third, you need tremendous ahavat, ahava. You, want it, you have to do it like yesterday's class we spoke about, doing it for a greater cause to give it out. And he says something beautiful. And, this, and it gives these examples, and these exact examples on the, story, on, the, on the story of the convert that came, the non-Jew that came to Hillel. The Shammai and Shammai rejected him and, what, and Hillel took him in. And he asked three questions. The first one says, I want to become Jewish only that I only want to learn the oral Torah. I don't want to deal with the oral Torah. I just want to deal with the written Torah. And you know what Shammai told them? Get lost. Hillel, Hillel took him in. But what was he saying about this concept about the written Torah versus oral Torah? He says the oral Torah is harder. <laughs> it takes effort. You need to put tremendous amount of uh, energy to learn the oral Torah. The written Torah, anybody can read. But the oral Torah, so what he wanted to do, he wanted to receive the Torah without killing himself. He wanted to receive the Torah without any effort. So you could see, Shammai told him, get lost. Hila told him, no, you need effort. This is exactly what you need. The second guy came to him, the second convert came to him, or the non-Jew came to him, and asked, asked me, I want to be able to get the whole Torah, but I want to learn it on one foot. Okay? What does one foot represent? 
One foot represents, I don't want to deal with, uh, I don't want to deal with other people. I want to be alone. I don't want to give it to other people. I want my one foot. I want to be independent. I don't want to have the unity. Their business is their business. My business is one business. The one foot represents being alone. I don't want to deal with anybody else. That's also an item. You need unity and you need love and you need to be able to give it. You need to be able to share it. The third thing, the third story is the guy came, came up to him and he says, I only want to, be, I want to be a convert only on the merit that I become a Kohen Gadol. Shammai told him to take, get lost. Hillel told him, okay, no problem. What does Kohen Gadol mean? Obviously humility. You want to be a Kohen Gadol, you, you haven't even washed your hands right and you want to be a Kohen Gadol uh, automatically. You lack humility. So this beautiful story, how he brings us three examples from the, from, the, from the Jews living in the, in the desert, uh, opposite the, on the way to the sea, com- completely the same story as Shammai. So these are the three things you need. You need tremendous amount of strength, and you need to be able to pull, put some gas into whatever you're doing. Second thing, and it's funny how I constantly hear, when I'm lacking effort in, in Torah, you see it at work. It's not, it's, everything goes together. Spirituality, it, goes, it just manifests spiritually, uh, physically. When I'm putting the effort in the Torah, somehow this comes much easier to me. But when I'm not doing this, this becomes an effort that I need to go back here. Like the physical is always telling me what I need to work on spiritual. And the second thing is you need to be extremely humble and open-minded. And the third thing is obviously we need to have unity. So these are the three things, beautiful, beautiful concepts on, on this. So remember guys, work on this, work on this, most importantly, work on this thing anytime. Do not become a habit. Break habits by breaking patterns. We break patterns by asking not why can I do this, but what is coming up? What is coming up that needs to be surrendered? And once you do that, you'll see little by little, you'll start surrendering. And most importantly, you'll be able to stop a pattern. You know, for example, a person has a craving for food. He has a craving. What do you think? It's about the, 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 the food? It's nothing to do. It's about the emotions. What am I feeling? Why do I need this craving? Am I feeling lonely? Am I feeling tired? Why am I feeling tired? Do you understand? Energy doesn't go away. You have, to, you have to release it. You have to release the energy. Otherwise, the energy gets stronger and stronger, and then the more stronger it gets, the less likely you want to deal with it, and then the more you repress it, Suppress it, etc. And then the more, the more harder it is to work on anything because now you're driven by this negative energy that you don't even know about that's running the show. So, Meshem, help us all that we should be zochet to a lot of letting go and learning Torah because. Have a great day. Yeah. <coughs>